The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the it's always the husband. It's always the husband. I don't keep it. Hi, everyone. This is Sarah. Hi, it's Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. podcast. Yes. Welcome to our show. We are ready to go. We have a lot to tell you today. I have. So, I had to make a list yeah. of all the things I wanted to say. We said, "Buckle up, buckaroos." <laughs> Sarah's already wiping her yeah. nose. My nose is constantly running. Um, someone send some antihistamines. I am on them. Like I know. Hardcore. I know. They're in every orifice. Oh my god! Everywhere. Your nose and my skin. I know. We're I terrible. have to take my antihistamines for my itchy skin. Even though the rash is gone, my skin still itches. It's really weird. It's like my histamines are ultra triggered. What the fuck? It ain't right. It ain't tight. So, <laughs> so. we are messes <laughs> from the. F- we are torn up from the floor up. Yeah, we, <laughs> we are. tore up from the floor up. Um. So I just wanted to let all of our listeners know that, yes, I was extremely appalled by Sarah's socks and that she posted a picture of those fucked up socks that she was wearing to work in yes. public yes. Um, on Facebook. You might think that at the deodorant factory testing facility, people yep. don't care but I beg to differ, Sarah. And so I stopped and got Sarah some socks she did. today. It was a luxury that I just don't, I don't deserve. And you won't believe this shit, listeners, but she was still wearing the torn up socks from yesterday. I was. Um, so- <laughs> I was. My own daughter, Rachel, Raquel, whatever yeah. her name is, um, was horrifically embarrassed by that post. And then she said, Mom, those are like the cheap socks we bought. Brock and I, her boyfriend, bought at like Trampoline Village or wherever it is that you go and jump. And I said, I didn't know. Trampoline Village, Raquel? Whatever that is. Jump World? Rock and Jump. Rock and Jump. (laughs) I'm going to open Trampoline Village. Um, So they were cheap ass borrow socks. Um, please do so now. They're on the floor right now because she wore them for yeah, two days and I just bought her a pack of new socks. No, it was <gasps> in my, no, that she was pulls in my sock a drawer, drawer and oh I my just God. didn't care. Throw them away right now, no, Raquel. No. It's seek and destroy. I mean, I'm terribly embarrassed, but not really. I mean, <laughs> I know you're not, not really. I know you're not. Um, so I just want everyone to know yeah. Sarah is wearing clean new, clean, socks, new socks with no holes and they're not from Trampoline World. Okay. <laughs> Would you believe it that we have three new Patreons? I, we are I cannot just believe it. so impressed again when we started this a little over a year ago. 
I thought maybe our mothers would listen, but then I thought probably not because we're so foul. And, it, and who would have listened but yeah. us? And the fact that we have listeners and listeners that pay to help us out, and we are in the process of getting you more Patreon episodes. Up, there's this quite a few crazy. up now you can listen to. But my goodness, thank you so much. We have um, Aaron Curtis. Thank you, Aaron, thank you, Aaron. so much. Your stickers are going to be heading your way. Thomas Harrington, another Harrington from Falcon Crest. Thank you so much. And Harringtons, are you related? Are you married? Are you brothers? Who are you? The property brothers. Know. Nobody are knows. You? Like we said, we looked up <laughs> Who? property brothers once to Google something about them when we were watching, and it said property bro- brothers. What did it say? Drew. Raquel. Drew, come here. What did it say about the, the property name? brothers Jonathan when we googled them? Jonathan and Drew Scott. What did it say when we googled? It said, "Are the are the property brothers uh, gay? Are they married or are they twins?" Yeah, gay, married, or twins. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came up first. Gay, married, or twins. <laughs> I'm like, isn't no, gay and married the same? same. And then twin. Obvious. I mean, yeah. I mean, just it was like, oh my god, stupid! That's asshole. what came up first. We were dying, and so Harrington brothers. Yeah, tell sorry, us. we don't want to just yeah. Um, Gianna Ravenscroft is a Momoa. She is Momoa what? level, top of the line. Gianna is one of my dear friends from college. One of the Gianna. nicest, smartest. She's funny. She's sweet. She's kind. She has two little children's twins. Oh, her twins. Our little boy and a little girl. Um, and she just is the nicest. Thanks, Gianna. Gianna, thank you so much. And I meant to, I, I'm going to write her back, give you some stickers. And thank you, thank you, thank you to all three of you and everybody else that's joined. You are getting, you have your He-Man wigs up. I do almost need a new paper you for do. He-Man yep. wigs. Gianna gets a Jason Momoa shout out. So I found a clip where Jason Momoa was on the Conan O'Brien show with Betty White. That Hmm. bitch has lived a life. She sat next to him. So Jason was on the cover of Men's Health during this episode of Conan and looking, you know, super hot so conan shows him on the cover and then betty kind of does says oh and conan says betty how uh betty how you doing and betty says oh much better now you know and everybody laughs because she just kills it every time right yep so then conan does a shtick where he shows his cover of men's health and it said flattest ass Mm -hmm. and they show him from the side it's (laughs) actually kind of funny and then jason responds with this Gives you a flat ass, gonna give you a big old Oops, I'm gonna start again. Almost went under. <laughs> well, a flat butt. I never knew that that was. Uh... Well, you know what the God says. If it gives you a flat ass, he's gonna give you a big old. <laughs> so Betty is dying. <laughs> oh, you're funny, you're smart, you're rich. You got a flat ass, it's fine, man. In the other part, right? 
So I thought that was pretty funny because Betty was good. just too like making faces and just stealing the scene. Of yes, course. of course. But yes, gentlemen, if you have a uh, flat ass, I guess you get a big old wang. You know, I don't know if that's true. I don't. I don't know that either. My husband still hangs his hat on the fact that in junior high people called him Boss Buns of Steel because he had the best ass in eighth grade. Gross, Phil. So does that mean the reverse, that you have a tiny wang? <sighs> no comment. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm jo- I joke. I joke. I love it. <laughs> but again, that, of course, he is in shape. I mean, he's Jason Momoa, but he plays superheroes. He plays, you know, Cal Drogo, warriors. So they are paid to be in shape. But when you look at men from movies in the... 30s and 40s, they had their pants up to their tits and they yeah. were super doughy, yeah. but yet the female still had to be skinny as a rail and beautiful Yeah, all throughout movie history and TV and everything. And just kind of recently where men are, you know, beefcakes or whatever, maybe like the I mean, yeah. Clark Gable was super doughy. Yeah. Nobody Cary cared. Grant was pretty hot. But I mean, if you took off his shirt, he's not stacked. He's not built. He was probably just all, you know, he wasn't having a six-pack i'm pretty sure are you sure i don't I, i'm pretty you know sure who, how can you when your pants are up to your tits I in the 40s and 50s um, speaking of the 40s how about on our facebook page the contortionist oh geez that was something else I, I don't know how you would have to join our facebook group to see this you abomination this. of a trio of dancers i mean that had to be from the fort yeah the it, 40s was. Or it was 50, yeah. 1944 it said oh and they were women sisters. had to go through i know and to entertain. i'll never eat potato salad i don't even know what a song about potato salad would why you need it but did, did it dish it up and bring it right back yeah. why would you bring it back keep it there i <laughs> keep it there <laughs> I don't know, but I still am singing the song, Salad Potato Salad. I didn't know the human body could do what these uh, no. madams did. It, those madams were special. They were special. Um, my goodness, they were. Hey, can since we're giving a... Sh- are we done with Patreons? Did we, yes. did we say them all? Yep. We also should give a shout out to listeners Lolo and Cassie, um, better known as... What was her CD? Nut bar. Nut bar. For Cassie. Her, CD, her CB name. Yes. Was Nut Bar. Um, they both had birthdays. Yeah. This week, last they week. They sure did. And we're grateful for their friendship and their listening. We hope so. They better be. Are they listening? I don't know. I doubt it. They don't care. They don't care none. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, bitch. Happy birthday. <laughs> You whores. Whores. Thanks for Both listening. Of them. No, they do listen all the time. So thank you so much and happy birthday. And they let us tell their stories. Their they absolutely stories. do. So thank you. Today's episode is another behind the mansion, behind mansion walls. Yeah. There's quite a few shows we're finding and excited to tell. This mm-hmm. one, um, the story was absolutely absolutely insane and i'd never heard it no me neither it happened all the way back in 1983 which we'll find some absolutely marvelous year it was awesome 
So we are going to be telling you again about Behind Mansion Walls. It's season two, episode 10. It is the second episode. They do two episodes, two stories in each episode. This is the second story of Devil in Disguise. Mm -hmm. The crime we will be talking about did happen in 1983, which was a glorious year. 1983. Tell me about it. I still am forever grateful that I was a child in the 70s and 80s and teenager in the 90s. And we did not have cell phones or internet. Mm -hmm. Forever grateful. I just, I can't even begin. I couldn't even imagine going through high school where people could just take your picture or rip you to shreds on social media. Now, I mean, I do understand there are people that do these, quote, podcasts and rip people to shreds on podcasts (laughs) they might do that they might have heard that but can you imagine going through high school where anyone can take a picture of you on the shitter and just put it right up on their twitter or social media that would be horrible i i just couldn't even begin thankfully i went to high school with 1900 other kids in my grade like literally 750 or whatever and i fell right in the middle so i was totally ignored again that's that's the only way people were in my town but go on yes Mm -hmm. and so i was lucky like Mm -hmm. i was ignored um (laughs) but i can't even imagine so first i'm going to start off with a story about my friend stacy okay stacy 70 who lives in north dakota we all can find her and look her up and I ask her questions about this story. So sorry. I've been friends with Stacy for forever. So forever. Your North Dakota trips are all my North to Dakota visit trip Stacey. friends, but I grew okay. up with Stacy. Okay. So she know me she knew me, know me. She know me. As a child. <laughs> as a child. Now when Stacy and I would hang out, um, more like around nineteen eighty six, so I'd mm-hmm. say fifth grade, sixth grade. Stacy insisted insisted before we did anything else that we watch a show called today's special now you don't know it because you didn't have cable no. and that's fucked <laughs> but stacy insisted we watch this canadian show today's special on nickelodeon it was like before or after of course you can't do that on television which was my favorite okay. show of all time what did star alanis morissette as a child okay um, today's special was pretty much the uh, plot of Mannequin, but a TV show. So it was at a department store at night where the Mannequin Jeff would come alive if you put on his magic hat. Oh, my God. And Jeff was dumb as piss because he was a mannequin. mannequin. He didn't know shit from shat. He was no Kim Cattrall. So he would no. He was okay. no Kim Cattrall. And okay. then Jody was the, like, scene decorator the window dresser that worked with jeff and these two were human and then all the other characters were puppets why um just because you know like the night watchman they had other characters and then jeff would learn about shit puppets yeah they were just puppet people and jeff would like see a fork and go what's that and jody would be like it's a fork you dick flap (laughs) (laughs) and jeff would say okay and the show was fucked, but Stacy insisted that we watch the show before we did anything else. Okay. And now 
Stacy, you might hear screaming from North Dakota because, of course, the roles were reversed. I insisted we watched today's special. And Stacy would come to my house to hang out. And every time she saw today's special on, she would be horrified. And she would tear me apart and say, God damn it, why is today's special on? What's wrong with you? And I loved just seeing the reaction on her face when today's special would be on TV. Because it was always on because I watched You Can't Do That on television all the time. So it was I think it was on after or whatever. And Stacy could not stand even one second of today's special. I still probably could sing the theme song if you played it. Um I would, but Jeff was like a mannequin and he was like just you I mean stupid because he was a mannequin. He looks like um he was in the cast of Oliver. Of course. He wore okay. like a tweed yep. and shit. Yeah, and he has one of those caps yeah. on. He had like an old man caps. cap, newsboy cap. Yeah. Yep. And Jody and then just Jody is wearing a pink jumpsuit. Yeah. Jody in every, work was that like, and I'm sure was tired of shit and had to put up with Jeff. Is that part of the the like the uniform to work I don't here? Know. Even at night when you're dressing the mannequin, she probably did. You have to wear she didn't a give pink two jumpsuit. It looks like so. Hmm. Poor Stacy. She put up. Stacy was my friend, even though I was weird as shit. <laughs> Stacy was patient and kind. This woman is literally mm-hmm. one of the best human beings that has Aww. ever been put on the planet. Like no joke, and just was my friend, even though I think. It was taxing, but <laughs> she's right. She's a ride or die friend. Stacy, girl, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Oh no. But sorry. today, if you even have know what today's special is, my sister would, of course. Okay. But my God, it was on Nickelodeon, of course. With you can't do that on television. Mister Wizard shows you never watched, but I loved Mister Wizard. He was a scientist and did all sorts of weird ass shit. I forget. There's a game show called Sale of the Century that was on regular TV. Yeah, I remember that. that. I loved yeah. that game show. Of course, on HBO was Fraggle Rock, which you didn't have either, but that was puppets. Um, I feel like we had Fraggle Rock on a cartoon. Yeah, they did have Maybe a cartoon. Maybe it was like on in the yes. mornings. You could watch it on Saturdays. They had garbage yeah. heap that was a big heap of garbage that gave advice. Oh, was that in Fraggle yes. Rock? Yeah. Oh. There was a Mr. T cartoon where for some reason Mr. T was the manager of a children's gymnastics team that traveled around and solved mysteries. Are you shitting me? Absolutely. 100% this is true. Because I watched it. <laughs> um, what cartoon started in 1983? He-Man. 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 Yep. Mama's Family started in 1983. Oh, my God. This is your year. Absolutely. Um, And then for adults, there were shows like Hotel with James Brolin that were very Uh sophisticated with Connie Selica. Connie Selica, I remember. Dallas, Dynasty, Fall Guy, Knight Rider, Love Boat. I mean, can you imagine? You cannot go wrong with Dallas. Scarecrow and Mrs. King, but where was Mr. King? Did he pass Mr. Um, King? I'm not sure. Because why is she hanging around with Scarecrow, Scarecrow. if she's Mrs. King? What's the deal here? She had dark hair and a yes. scratchy was, voice. What's her name? Kate from, from Charlie's yes. Angels, right? Yeah. Why is she hanging around with a spy? And was it Bruce Boxleitner yes, or something? who married uh, Half Pint from Little House. But now oh, she's married no. to... She's married to the guy from 30... Yeah, Timothy something. Busfield. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, the shows were fantastic. TV's bloopers and practical Kate jokes. Jeff. Who didn't watch that? Everybody did. You would watch all your stars from Webster. She's divorced. Amanda King is a divorced housewife who lives with her mother and her young sons, Philip and Jamie. We've been there, girl. We've been there. Girl, we've been there. Yep. Movies. The Outsiders. <laughs> came out in 1983. Where's your gown? I threw it away. Get out. Just get out of here. You make my stomach sick. It's <laughs> my favorite part. No. Oh, <laughs> the outsiders. No one comes close to Matt Dillon in my heart. Oh. Dally Winston forever. Return of the Jedi came out in 1983, which. Ewoks, again, right? Yes. Ewoks. Yes. Okay. Again, Star Wars media was real in these, and we could not imagine young children of today. We could not just watch on cable your favorite movies yeah. over and over. We did not have DVDs. Many in 1983, we did not even no. have a VCR. No. We could not rewatch movies unless you went to the theater and mm-hmm. saw them for whatever, two months, and then they were gone forever. Mm-hmm. You couldn't ever see it again. Yeah. And so we had to wait and wait and wait and wait to continue our story. Man, life was hard really was it really was hard there was a movie called two of a kind it starred john travolta and olivia newton john after their grease fame where for some reason it was about angels and the world would end if john travolta and olivia newton john didn't bang before the end of the movie what it was weird as hell risky business which I was too young to watch. Yeah, then. My, I don't think we couldn't watch that. I don't stuff. think I've ever watched it. I mean, it's so it's all right. I don't know. flash dance. I can I like, but it's kind of boring, really. It was kind of boring. I actually went to the Broadway musical flash dance, yeah. and Phil fell asleep. Yeah, I mean. Um, there's not much to it. Lots of Stephen King movies: Cujo, Dead Zone, Christine. The books are better. Did you ever watch the Dead Zone uh, TV show with, with Michael Anthony? No, Hall? my mother really did. I was really obsessed I, yeah. with it for a while. It's a the book is really good. Is it good? Yes, it's really good. It's a great. It would make great TV. Do you know what movie was in 1983 that I watched over and over? It must have been on HBO, and then my cousins must have had. They had VCRs and stuff, so whenever I would yes. go visit my cousins. Uh, we could what? watch things, but um, war games. Yes, war games. I did not care for it. With- you no. did not. I didn't care for it. How no. could you not? This is weird because I thought you would love it. I didn't like it. Have you watched it again? I have not watched it again, but I just, I didn't care for it. Are you kidding me? I didn't. There's Vacation. I watched Vacation. Jaws 3D. I loved Jaws 3D. We're, they're at SeaWorld, and Jaws comes and just eats the shit out of, out of all the no. guests. That's my thing. I don't want to see what's his name. Matthew Broderick and Allie Sheedy? Playing on some big Apple IIe and oh doing dumbass God, shit. Oh, my God, it was so good. I mean, maybe. I guess I'll give it another chance. Yeah, you should watch it. We should both yeah. watch it and just see. Oh, just such good memories um, what about Superman mr mom Three. did you mr. see mom? mr mom I did, like did you mr. like that mom. okay because i loved i probably it. would appreciate it more if i you know like adults and seeing your husband finally do yeah. something around the goddamn house yeah and appreciate the fact that it's hard yeah i remember my mom really liking it right. i like michael keaton so yes 
I'm all about it. Do you want to hear about the songs? I of, absolutely from 1983? do. So in January of 1983, the number one song was Man Eater by Holland oh. Oates. She's a man eater, a baby. And if you know anything about me, um, you'll know that Holland Oates is on my list of my bucket list of concerts. It is. It is. Yeah, you would love I that. enjoy Holland Oates from the 80s. Um, then at the end of January, we had I Come From The Land Down Under by Men yeah. at Work. Remember that? And they talk about a Vegemite sandwich. Yeah, and no which, one knew what Vegemite no, nobody. was. No. No, because we don't even. Where would we even get that here? Can we? Um, No. 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 Um, but we love Australia. We love Australia. We love all of you. Our listeners there are amazing. Our story today has a tie yeah. to Australia. So it does. get ready. I know. Um, we're going to talk about Australia. And Nyak. then. Nyak. Nyak. Yeah. Nick. Uh, Africa by Toto, which, you know, has its. It came around again. Uh, the flash dance song, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. And then um, Michael Jackson had a, had a couple. He had beat it. Um, yeah, that Just was his beat year. it, yeah. Yes. And then he also had Say, Say, Say oh. What You Want with Paul McCartney, yeah. which I enjoyed. Um, the number one song, the song that had the most consecutive weeks at number one was Every Breath You Take. Yeah. Every move just, you make. That's kind of, um, when you think about it, it's creepy. Creepy. Um, but the police, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. Lionel like Richie, who is Lionel. right next to me, his album. Yep. Um, oh, he had Lionel. all night long. Just all terrific night, Lionel. All night. And probably our favorite of the year was Islands in the Stream. Of course it was. By Dolly and Kenny. Oh, Dolly and Kenny. And we rely oh. on each other. Uh-uh. A match made in heaven. It really was. And I'm looking at my What Would Dolly Do? And she would sing the shit out of that song. She would. Kenny. And she still can. And that's Bless what she would do. Heart. And R.I.P. Kenny, because yeah. he was on my bucket list and I, I waited too long. We did. You got to see it when you can see it. But we saw Dolly. We did see Dolly. That was so great. And it was like 110 degrees. And that bitch played every <laughs> instrument did. and kept sweating her balls <laughs> off and saying, I heard Minnesota was cold. <laughs> and she performed her ass off. She played the flute. She played like the pan flute. Yeah, like that the weirdo. Flute. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that was uh, 83. Oh, and a little one. This is a shout out to my dad. Do you think he even listens anymore? Because he's so appalled. He's so embarrassed. But uh, tell her about it by Billy Joel. My dad. Oh, that's a good one a too. A huge Billy Joel oh. fan. So tell her about it. Tell her all your crazy dreams. Oh. Yeah, that one was uh, popular. That was Pops too. So let's hear it Super for Kenny popular. and Dolly, yes. Billy, Michael Jackson, and the police. Excellent. Well done on your report on the music of 1983. Thank you. Let's get into it. Let's get into our mystery behind mansion walls. Yep. Devil in disguise. disguise. Which he really wasn't even that much in he, disguise. He wasn't in a disguise. No, absolutely no. not. He was pretty out there. We're, I'm going to begin at this part and then we'll get to the... Uh, it starts with the Aussie stuff, but I'm going to wrap around again at the end. Uh, okay. We meet Erica Bedford. Yep. 
She they called her Ricky. Yes. So her nickname was Ricky, which is kind of cute, it's I guess. She's been a motorcycle lover her entire life. So she's one of those motorcycle gals. Do you, what What would you say to describe her looks? Handsome. <laughs> she is on the scale of handsome. I thought so, too. Yeah. Hans, she's a handsome woman. Yeah. Back in 1980, it says... <laughs> Sorry, was, I'm just filling up my right, We are filling up. Okay. I have more in there when yep. you need it. Yep. Oh, I gave you two, right? Oh, yeah. This no. is my second. I am yeah. on two, as we can tell. Okay. <laughs> it said, now, this is where we have Christopher, the narrator, with the fucked um, ties and shirts. Yeah. Uh, I did go on a... Like... A, I don't know what the hell I was doing, but somehow I got to Christopher Mason's webpage and there's like pictures of him, fucked pictures of him saying, hire Chris, if you want to hire Christopher Mason for your next show, click here. I'm not kidding you. Does he have, what's what, when celebrities, you pay them to say, hi, Bill. Yeah. Does um, he have one of those? What, what are, are those, those called? called? Marnie knows she did one of those. Um, I forget. But you can pay different celebrities to uh, different money amounts and they'll like call you and say dump something down yeah, your phone. Yeah, look at it. It says behind Christopher Mason is the host of Behind Mansion Walls. To hire Christopher for your TV show, click here. He's pimping. He's big pimping. Yeah. Spending G's. Yeah, he is. On ties. Big pimping. <laughs> Erica has a ride that she wishes she never took. Don't we all? Don't we, we sure all? Do. Oh, yeah. She was in Sausalito, California. That's a great name for a town. It really is. It sounds mm-hmm. really hippie. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was. Yeah. She pulls up to a stop sign. And then next to her is a gentleman on a brand new Harley Davidson. Yeah. And this gentleman on this brand new Harley, now to a motorcycle gal, is probably, I mean, that's noticeable he had a british accent and some women a british accent is you just that's it grease too i fell in love hard with maxwell caulfield who was the lead in grease too with michelle pfeiffer the most beautiful woman ever born in my opinion his british accent was everything Everything. I would I would still marry him today. I would leave my husband today for Maxwell Caulfield. What are and you don't even know who he about? is. No. Oh. Grease 2 to some people is a terrible garbage movie. To me, it is my Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Grease 2 is the best movie ever made. Oh, you when I, I want looked a cool it up, writer? When I looked it oh. up, this is what it says. People also ask, why is Grease 2 so bad? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and I'll die on that hill. I'll die on that hill as well as with Top Secret with Val Kilmer, who we did have someone comment and said she loves that movie too. Thank you um, on our Facebook page. Adrian Zemed was in Greece Absolutely too. Absolutely he was. I saw him on Broadway, oh, actually. he was He's amazing in Greece too. He sings the bowling song, I'm going to score tonight. Oh <laughs> and then God. they sing it at a bowling alley. No. <laughs> and Judy Garland's other daughter is in it, Liza's sister. Who is that? Uh, what's her name and who's it's? Lorna. Her, Lorna Lust. Yes. And uh, she's very talented young 
gal. Is she all right? I don't know. Uh, None of them are right. When you have, I'm a, looking up Maxwell Caulfield. He's right the most now. handsome, wonderful British man ever. Oh, better than Daniel. What's that guy's name? Who is the J- James Bond? Yes. Oh, I like him. I think he's cute. he's handsome, but my God, yes, I like him bald. Look at he has bald, super handsome. You should look at him from Greece too. He's super. See him I with can Michelle see Pfeiffer him. Sexy. He's oh. no Zach Efron. Oh my God, he's a thousand times. Anyway, so she has signed. She had just watched Greece too. Erica, Ricky, and sees this British man on a Harley Davidson right next to her. Again, stoplight, Sausalito. And she says that he's straddling this glistening motorcycle. And he okay. says, I just love it out here in a very refined English yeah, accent. Yeah. His name is Michael Telling. So, Ricky doesn't know anything about him she literally just meets him she said he seemed like such a nice country gentleman just kind of a regular guy but just um, Brit- from okay. british accent okay. she finds out i guess they must have gotten together where they could talk more or whatever she find out finds out that not only does he have this brand new harley He's British. He's also one of the Vesties. So the Vestie family in England, which I really didn't know. I had never heard of them about. No, no. They are the second wealthiest family after the royals. So they're huge money. All right. They are billion dollar Vesties. So he is the heir to this billion dollar fortune okay now how many times in your life have you been at a stop sign and an heir to a billion dollar fortune pulls up alongside you and really does want to hang out with you how many times has that happened that's happened zero times sarah for me zero as well (laughs) if there would be like you could count negative just to know that it would never ever even happen ever i'm in the negatives oh okay now, it's said that the Vesties usually get whatever they want. And Michael wanted Erica, Ricky. She was 18 years old at the time. And still handsome. I, mean, she I, was I, handsome. I had a hard time seeing this. His obsession I, uh, with her. Maybe was... he liked the fact that she was also a motorcycle gal and liked him. I don't know. But she was handsome. Mm. So, I, I mean. Yeah. Whatever. But he's British. Whatever toots your horn. Yeah. He buys her an opal necklace on their very first meeting that night. Right. He goes over. And so she, I think, got creeped out a bit. Like, to get a very expensive necklace from someone you just met. I think, and you're young and you're 18, she's probably thinking, you know, he's expecting all this from me now. And No, that's I'm weird. Not, yeah, that's, that's weird. I'm not ready for this. Weird. I'm freaked out. Um, um, so... She says to her father that evening. So they meet up again that night. He brings her the opal necklace. Ricky, Erica says to her dad, you know, I really don't want to hurt his feelings. You know, he seems nice. I like him, but I'm absolutely not comfortable with him buying me these expensive gifts. I don't even know who he is. You know, I we could just be friends. Again, what did the pedophile say to little Sarah? Let's, right, let's, let's just be, be friends. friends. Please. So she says, Dad, could you talk to Michael when he comes over and tell him, you know, I just want to be his friend. So she makes his 
her dad friend zone Michael right from the start. But this is the worst part. He friend zones her and then says, but maybe you could take my other daughter out. Absolutely. What the fuck, Sarah? Dad says no to Erica, but then dad says, holy shit, this is a billionaire. And he pimps out his other daughter. This is sick and wrong and very poor parenting. Oh, so the older daughter's name is Monica and she is 24. Correct. He says, uh, Monica will pork you, pal. (laughs) Erica just wants to be friends. Right. But I have another daughter, Monica, and she'll do whatever you say. Right. So you can take her out. Now, within the week... Dad had arranged for Michael to meet Monica. And he just literally went from, but no, I really, really like Erica to no, I really, really like Monica. He just obsessed like, with There's something Monica. wrong mentally. Right. So this guy's bonkers. Yeah. I mean, and so is the dad. Bonkers. And then Monica goes out with him. But then again, I would be like, it's an English billionaire. I'm going to at least go out with him. I would. I mean, my God. I guess, but. Jeez, I would for sure. I guess his ancestors or whatever his grandpa or who the hell knows. William Vesty began uh, lives, a livestock shipping, shipping empire or something. Yeah. from Liverpool, England. But his descendants are now in the, they say, the rolling hills of the Cotswolds. Yeah. And the they said, I mean, I don't know anything really about london or the uk but they said this family has as much money as the royal family yes and that they're like second right in aristocracy underneath the extremely extremely rich they were explained the windsors they have a six thousand acre private sporting estate Mm mm-hmm now, Michael had his own estate being the heir, and it was near mm-hmm. Buckinghamshire. Yeah. I don't even know how it's Buckinghamshire. Everything has a shire yeah, at the end. Buckinghamshire, yeah, yeah. And it was called Lamburn House. Yeah. They said it's understated, but still I prestigious. Know. Understated? <laughs> he has an estate. He doesn't have a condo in Riverside. No, it looked like a hotel. I mean, it looked like a giant. Please. Cottage hotel. It was huge and beautiful. I mean, of course. Now, from the time he turned 18, he is getting access to the Vesti billions. Right. So he gets a monthly income. And this is 1980 something. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Even the 70s at this point because he was older. He's getting 30 grand a month. And at that time, my God, that's a lot of money. I mean, 30 grand a month is huge. huge. And just, I mean, what do you do with all that money? What do you even do? Buy brand new Harley Davidson's and find sisters. The reenactment happens again where he's in a room i guess in his estate and a, of course the prop person has a budget on behind mansion walls of 17 dollars. yeah so i wrote shitty furniture yeah <laughs> right on the side just shitty the scene setting is shitty but a prop person you did the best you could they always have like a weird kitchen a weird living room 
and a weird like, dining table. yeah a dining table and then there's always a lot of draped fabric like the curtains yes. are it's always like brocade the heaviest fabric trying to make it look fancy right but, but they just went to join fabrics and yeah on sale. or they just like yeah. an old theater burned down or something and they're like we'll take that Cur- the stage curtain and they right. just drape it yeah very quickly michael marries monica they both go back to england he brings his california bride back to his estate and monica very quickly comes to realize like holy shit this guy is enormously wealthy yeah they show him giving her more jewelry and unlike her sister, she's just, she takes it and she right. says, thank you. I love it. And she's wearing it. And she seems to really enjoy being with him. Yeah. The, it says, but it's not just the vast sums of money that attract Monica to this British gent. He's very beguiling. So he presents himself in a charming way. He has all these fantastic stories He's, you know, telling her stories of his life that to her is just kind of a regular American Californian middle class girl Mm -hmm. is probably totally blowing her mind that this wealthy life, you know, connected to the royals is something she's never experienced before. Monica completely just fell for it, loved the lifestyle, thought he was incredibly charming, is just, you know, swept off her feet Michael, of course, doesn't have to work. He just has to live good grief and just money pours out of his butthole and he can spend it any way he wants. So then clearly Monica doesn't have to work. Although I think it said she was she was going to school for something or was she a student at the time? But she does. She's not working. She did already have her like journalism. Yeah, journalism. That was right. She had a journalism degree. She's spending money. They're having a great time. They're traveling. The early days of their marriage just sounds, you know, pretty great. Well, actually. it sounds like they, she liked him. It wasn't like she was just using him didn't. for his money. She seemed yeah. actually in love. She seemed to enjoy yeah. his company. They show a picture of Monica. She had definitely had some hot glasses. She had some pretty big hot glasses, but they actually looked pretty good on her. She looked actually cute. She had little pigtails. She had little pigtails. Yeah, yeah, she looked pretty. They were the kind of glasses where the uh, part that goes behind your ears came out of the bottom yes. of the glasses yes. rather than the top. Right. Or the middle. It's the wrapping around to the bottom. It, it's a, yeah, it's that fashionable 80s yes. style mm-hmm. from the bottom to the top in less than two years we come to michael is actually living alone in his giant estate at lamburn house he's telling people that his marriage is over monica went back to the united states she returned to her family from california Uh it's over uh they're moving on unfortunately the family in california is not seeing monica there right uh, Monica did not go back to the States. She's nowhere in the United States. We see yeah. Ricky, Sister Erica, again. She's talking and says that on the date, March 29th, 1983, she said she suddenly felt the most violent, yeah. angry feeling inside. She didn't know why. She didn't know what it was until about five months later. I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe it was cramps. I don't know. 
but she said she got just a bad feeling that day. Now, five months later, she gets a call and she said whoever was on the line, the police from London or something, just said, your sister's dead. Yeah. And just like that. Hi, is this Erica? She's like, yeah. Well, your sister's sister's dead. dead. And that's about what it was. Now, a week before that phone call, again, another reason why to never go in the woods, never go in a forest, never take a hike, and certainly not alone. A man is hiking in the woods for some goddamn reason. I don't know why. But he finds a decomposing body. This is why you don't go in the woods. There's bodies rotting in there. Yeah. Stay out of the woods. I I worry about some of you who are hiking. You could come across a very gruesome body in there. Absolutely. Are you prepared for that? You have to be prepared every time you go out. This is also an English forest. What's supposed to be in an English forest? Fairy tale creatures. Yes. All right. The or maybe scary Harry Potter creatures. Maybe. We don't yeah. know. He is poking it with a stick in yeah. the reenactment, which is gross because then you emit more gases and it stinks worse <laughs> of the corpse. The actor did immediately go to his nose. It was like holding his yes, nose. That happens several have, times yes. in the reenactment. There's a stinky, stinky bodies. Mm-hmm. Dead bodies are stinky. He realizes not only is it a dead body, but it is a headless dead body. Right. The discovery makes national news in Britain. They go all out to ID this headless victim, which is pretty difficult at the times. The police actually release details in the newspaper of the clothing that was on the corpse with pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And some bitch identified the pictures <laughs> and knew who it was. Yeah. Could you even imagine five mm. months after you've seen someone, you remember their outfit and you can identify it? I don't even know what I'm wearing currently. No. Like, I can't even, I wouldn't remember that. That really makes me rethink my choices like do i have a shirt that i wear all do i overwear something that you would all say like yeah this she wears Maybe that all the she time did. like wore wore some sort of a like, um probably my webster shirt my zia uh, pants those pants that i'm obsessed with uh, that i wear yeah. every day and i just keep yeah. wearing them if your corpse wasn't that we would know it's you, you i guess if they put that yeah. those red pants if like, my corpse yeah. had tattered garb tattered <laughs> tattered clothing is there a hole in those socks yes ah. before she was killed the holes were in the clothes the holes were there while she was alive. No, the holes have nothing to do with the manner of death. I'm telling you, these ratty clothes is what she wore in she was, public. She was not stabbed. There's a reason no. that there were no stab wounds. This is what she wore. She just has hole in her yes. holes in her clothes. That's what I would get. Monica. Yep telling is then identified mm. by someone who actually looked in the paper and said that shirt's very familiar I, m- I believe i saw it on monica oh this woman goes to the police mm. and then says i think it's monica telling i that's what i saw her in these clothes so the the, the police knock on the door of monica's husband's mansion he lets them in and they start searching 
for some reason, he lets him in. They're searching the whole mansion. Yeah, why? In his garage is his collection of Mini Coopers. I didn't even know in 19... I guess in 1983 they're Mini Coopers. Yeah. I don't know. What do I know? And the police find her, her head... In the Mini Cooper. In the trunk or back Sarah, of the Mini Cooper. Those cars are extremely small. They're very small. And... I can't imagine that he would want to put the head in a Marine just walked by. I mean, that's Brock. I know it's just Brock, but I, I was like, Oh my God, there's an army person here. Yeah. And then I realized Raquel's Raquel's boyfriend is boyfriend. I know he was an army. He's wearing army garb. Yeah. Hi. Um, anyway, I forgot what I was saying now because the army, the mini Cooper being, oh, the mini Cooper. Yeah. Why would you keep the head in there? It's so small. There's no, I mean, in my van, it might take several days for the smell to waft up to where I could smell it as I was driving it. The mini Cooper right right away is there. Why, why would you put a head in your, in your car and I will leave it there for five months. I will say that in the reenactment, the police officer right away went to his nose was like pew and they spared no budget on the fact that they actually had maggots dripping from the skull yes they did really have a skull and quality wrap. and there were maggots did the the doorbell just rang yes rachel get the door raquel brock the doorbell what th- i stopped right here and wrote from golden girls what was the holiday of the headless boy like rose told a story about some saint olaf holiday where it was a headless boy was like you know you have santa look it up yeah santa easter bunny and all this stuff there was a headless boy for five months michael had been telling friends that his wife left him saint sigmund's day yes christmas without fruitcake is like saint sigmund's day without the headless boy right that's what i thought of yes how is he going to explain her severed head in his car? Because he's been saying for five months that she moved away, but whoops, oh gosh, her head's in my trunk. What's he going to tell the police? Hmm. This good-looking, charming English gentleman had a head in his car of his wife. Mm-hmm. So they need to say, sir, something happened here, sir. To the point where you're telling people your wife left five months ago, yet we have her head in a bag. Now, in, now what happened? In the trunk of your favorite Mini Cooper. Yes. Can you tell us what's going on? Police are out and about in the village, and they are hearing that there were wild parties, legendary drinking, <laughs> wild time, booze, drugs, all of this at the mansion at the vesti well you don't work and you have money coming squirting out of your butt yeah what else are you gonna do good grief i guess i don't know drink it and snort it yes i suppose oh my goodness now what happens is that maybe there was another side to monica that right she kind of was partying too much or 
celebrating too much or becoming too wild. And Michael is not enjoying any of this or the marriage is just based on partying and boozing. So we see some reenactments where, uh, She's screaming at him and yelling at him. And, and he's, she's sitting on the counter in their weird kitchen. The super weird kitchen. And I wrote her outfit. She looks exactly like the niece or whatever from Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, I was going to say she looked like Mary Ann from yes, Gilligan's Island. This, Why this is she thing. wearing that? But um, yeah, so she was like, come on, do it. Let's do it right here on this counter. Right. She's just kind of. They reenact according this to him. This is like a supposed reenactment, right? right? Like they don't know this really happened. That she's just getting really wild and out of control. We find out though that Michael does have a history of mental illness. Oh, he maybe yes. he should have mentioned this. He should have mentioned this. Do you think? And the fact that he was in a psychiatric institution several times, Sarah, from a young age. He um, can you yeah. tell what he did? To so get himself as a young committed. gent, as a young person, he attacked his own mother with a carving knife, and so the show says yes, he definitely had some mental health qu- problems. He had very violent tendencies and a definite history of mental health issues. How did he get out? I don't know. Being eighteen, maybe I don't know. People did say that. Monica really did try to help him through all of these psychiatric issues that she was very kind of caring towards him, wanted to take care of him. But others are saying she made his condition absolutely worse. She used to taunt him and tease him and make fun of him that he had sexual inadequacies and call him boring in bed. Boring. Yeah, you're boring. She would say, like, the, the reenactment was her teasing him about doing it right in the kitchen and then saying, you're not going to do it because you're boring. You're so boring. Now, a lot of women who maybe know that their husband is mentally unstable, violent, and did try to kill their mom with a knife, you, they probably are not going to make fun of their wang. Do you, I feel that's a way to make a man really mad at you who's crazy if you tease them about right. their... Wang, not working. Yeah, what? And I wrote, "This would be my luck. I would meet a billionaire who wants to marry me, but he would be a violent sociopath." Right? Yeah. Like I couldn't just have that work out. There would also he would also be completely batshit crazy. Right. Yeah. That's the only way we'd ever have money. uh, Let's be real. Michael's. Yeah, of course. Michael's story is he says. Um, you know, he admits, oh gosh, yeah, that's her head in there in the trunk. He did oh, admit it? to killing her five months earlier. Right away. They're like, how, how did this get in there? He's like, yeah, I killed her. Yeah, I like, did it. What the fuck? He just doesn't even care. No, I did something's it. Something's not right. He says she pushed him over the edge. She was a gold digger. She took drugs. She was a drinker. And she was a lesbian. She was a lesbian. She was bisexual and an abuser. And then they did a reenactment of Monica laying on top of another woman and 
Michael's the actor mm-hmm. portraying Michael was sitting there just fuming. Yes. And she was like, well, why don't you touch me like this, Michael? Why don't you do it with us? And that he would just sit there. I've heard that men are just absolutely furious when their wife asks them to be in a threesome with another woman and is sexually in a lingerie with another sexy woman in front of them. Men hate that. I've I've heard heard that too. Men hate that, especially rich men who have just party all the time, especially hate the fact Mm -hmm. that they're needing to see um this kind of absolute horror or poor men who yes that this poor behavior is absolutely offensive to men most men would immediately go to murder Mm -hmm. if their wife did this i've heard that what the hell where are we hearing this well Michael is telling this in court as he brings to court. He's portraying Monica in court when he finally gets, you know, arrested and goes to court as this as this bisexual psychotic person who teases him about his wang and tries <laughs> to kiss girls in front of him and make him, you know, have three ways with her and this other mm-hmm. girl. And he is just absolutely offended by all of this. And this is absolutely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Now, they do another reenactment. She deserved it. Yeah, she deserved it because of her yeah. terrible, gross behaviors like yeah. this. Yep. Where the f- day finally, when he just lost it, right? She was in the kitchen again, teasing him about his tiny penis and sexual inadequacies. Right. And then he pulls out a gun and she says, are you going to shoot me? Do it then. Are you going to shoot me? There was a confrontation. She's taunting him about his sexual behaviors. Let's do it right here on the bench, Michael. But you can't because you're boring. And she says she hates him. And he snaps and just shoots her because he has the gun right in his hand. (laughs) Most women, if their husband was pointing a rifle at them, are not going to full-fledged, again, tease him about their tiny dick, you would start saying, holy shit, what are you doing? Right. You know, like, this This is not what she did. Like, what? How does the court believe this? No. And it, it was asinine, but I also want to talk about the gun that yes. was used it, in the yes. reenactment. The gun used on the show was a like one of those fake cap guns well it was plastic it was was like a literal plastic cap gun that you could get at the dollar store yes and made it like a that had those little caps like you shoot them and they make the popping yeah it's a popping it's just a strip of paper with like those dumbass what are those dumbass things you throw at the ground and they pop oh yeah like that someone and the staff threw those down when they shoot. Because that's what... And so they that's would... The actor like. would get so mad. And yeah. then it would go... Beep. <laughs> like a tiny little pop. Like those snaps. And... Yeah. yeah. And then she Absolute was... Absolute shit. Clearly dead. Yeah. Uh, he shot the shit of out those. of her. Yeah. Psychiatrist testified that Michael was driven to murder by an irresistible impulse because she was such... An a abusing bitch. bisexual. Yeah. yeah. And she was such a mean Huge lesbian to bitch. him. <laughs> and just a gold a digger and a drug taker. Ass lesbian. This was in the yep. paper. Bisexual or lesbian wife taunts husband to kill her and everything at the and time. And then there's a picture of Prince Charles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
friends. I mean, absolute shit. Yeah, Prince Charles has yep. been through it. God, Damn. The jury comes back with manslaughter through diminished responsibility because goddamn a man have to hear their wife make fun of their tiny wiener and be a lesbian. Right. And then, of How course. How dare you? Erica, Ricky, who's also interviewed periodically yes. throughout this, was like, she was not a lesbian. She was not a gold digger. Right. She's saying none yeah. of that was true. Michael, she said, Michael planned this whole murder meticulously. It was all planned. And she, I mean, she says all the things that happened that he planned it. And he totally lied on the stand and then got away with manslaughter. And he never even did any time. Right. He never went to jail. Oh, he bought the gun. She says, Erica says, for the express purpose of killing Monica. And she said the what he did to her body right. afterwards is proof that he knew what he did was wrong and that he probably did plan it. What he did afterwards is so unbelievably gross. Yeah, oh my gosh. Very gross. She says it's premeditated murder. He got away with first degree murder. Um Michael's saying that she was just mean to him, an uncon like a tart. He called <laughs> her a social climbing yeah. tart. Yeah. If you are a social climbing tart, Obviously, you can be killed by your husband you at this time. You deserve it. Yes. You fucking tart. We hear that to many, Michael's actions after the shooting are what are more shocking than the killing uh-huh. itself. And that is absolutely true. First off, Michael takes her body to one of the bedrooms, lets it sit there for a while. Now, the, again, a body releases fluids. It had to oh, all over disgusting. the bathroom yep. or bedroom. Yeah. He then takes the body to their sauna Ugh. where her body sat in the sauna. Yeah. Hot, wet sauna yeah. for five months. Yeah. Five months. Can you imagine being the next people in the sauna after he took the body out? Like, oh, Michael says that we can can come into the sauna and have a sauna here. Oh, God, what's that smell? <laughs> Megan, are you wearing your court spray perfume? <laughs> Megan, I told you not in enclosed spaces. Um, Don't spray that now. It's so disgusting. How do you leave a dead body in your sauna for five months? And then take it out. He goes. Like he took it out of there then after five months. No one knows why he decided finally one day to take the body out of the sauna. And I hate a sauna. Like I don't enjoy them, but I love the smell of saunas. I like just the steam at the beginning. But the yeah. smell in this sauna. It's ruined. Would blow my butthole right, right out of my butt. Yeah. Well, the corpse smell is yep. sank into everything. Jesus. Oh. He takes her body to Exeter, which is 130 miles away. I'm sure they used kilometers kilometers or something. Yeah. He dumps her body and then decides right there that, holy shit, I'm going to cut her head off with an axe. Yeah. He brings an axe with him, cuts her head off. off. Puts the head in the bag. There can't have been much left of the head by this point. Uh, What's left? It's been in the sauna for five months. I, I can't even... 
I can't even. He takes the head with, which Erica feels was obviously so that if someone finds her body, they're not going to identify her. He takes the head back. He puts the head in the car and just leaves it in the car like we leave shit in our car. He just leaves a head in there. No. What's wrong with you? You're mental. Well, yeah. Well, clearly, yes. What he... What he tells police is that he just wanted a little piece of her with him always. Well, then keep some of her clothing or her ring, idiot. Please do. What in the hell are you keeping ahead? Oh, my God. This, they say, was either an expression of his still undying love. No, no, Mm -mm. no. And then, of course, they, they... Paint, you know, show Erica. Yeah. He chopped off her head, not to keep her because he loved her. It was to cover up the dental records. Of course, it was. Yes. Oh gosh, that handsome woman knew what was up. She knew what was up. She's smart. Yeah. Michael takes other steps, of course, to avoid detection as well. He uses her ATM card to make it appear that she's still alive. All right, you're thinking then. You are not nuts. You are thinking. Yep. He even hired a private detective to go look for her. Some private detective. This is no Magnum P.I. This is no no Hercule Perot. (laughs) No. You would just go in his garage and find the head in the car. Yeah. Yep. Why don't you look in there, private detective? And then he would just tell you. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I shot her, her and I cut her head off. And put I don't in know the car. why I hired you. I'm sorry. That's I, dumb. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. He's trying to set all these leads that she went here, she went there. In 1984, he's acquitted of murder because they say he Holy is shit. fucking nuts. Well, he is fucking nuts, but he acted in a way that he knew what he did was wrong. So in that case, I'm thinking, great, take him to an institution. Put him in there like Michael Myers. A treatment facility center. And that's where he stays. That's his jail where he lives. But no, no, Sarah, that's not what they did. That's not what they did. No. Speaking of jail, he said while he was in jail, he allowed himself some little luxuries while he was awaiting trial and Mm -hmm. he would have steak dinners every night. Mm -hmm. And wine. Wine. Now, maybe did they do this because he's a vestie? He's tied in second to the British family that he didn't go to a mental home, that he just went out on the street again after chopping off a woman's head and keeping it in his car. I I don't know. Why? He he was actually sentenced to life in prison, but didn't even go. go. It was like they said, well, oftentimes life in prison in the uk is not really life in prison oh that's right he did go he, he was, went for yeah. like 12 years or something oh i forgot yes he did but for then this. he got out and so every year i mean every month that he was in he was still getting the thirty thousand right because he still was able to do all this stuff with his bank account and trust yes and eating the steaks and getting the wine and then he got out and that's when he moved that's when to he moved our to favorite country and giant island, Australia. He went to Perth, where it's that's like in the 
way in like the corner and it's for people that <laughs> it's in the corner of Australia hiding from something <laughs> it's far away from everything on the whole planet Earth. um so he was thinking so yes I forgot he did do a little bit of time but good god Perth is way in there oh the there middle it is. and nowhere western yes southern Australia I he starts an anonymous life in this new country he buys but an eight hundred thousand uh, dollar house, and he really goes unnoticed until two thousand nine, when a journalist really kind of, really finds out who he is. Yeah, he and was just hanging story. out, just with hanging people. out with people, talking, living life, being rich, hanging out in Perth. This journalist, Paul Murray says he got an email for a person who read his column saying she had a story to tell. Did you what did you think of Paul Murray? Did you I I have a I just thought he was regular, I guess. Oh, you did. Okay. What did you think? I thought he looked like the dad in 16 Candles. Oh, yeah. And the dad in Teen Wolf. Paul Dooley. Actually, his name. Like last week. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, sad. I loved him. I know. He's amazing. In 16 Candles. Yes. Okay. Carry on. This woman had a story for the journalist about a man who had just died that had a fascinating past and asked hmm. him to look into it. He does. Now, Michael Telling died from diabetes at age 59, which made me sad because it Raquel sad, has diabetes. Yeah. Rochelle. She, she has the beat. Rizelle. But he still digs into his past. And when he looks into it, he's like, holy shit, this guy's been living here all this time. Mm -hmm. He puts a whole article on it. and It blows up Mm -hmm. that Michael telling this axe. This guy you've been hanging out with. Cut, killed his wife and cut her head off with an axe. Yeah. Kept her body in his house for five months. Yeah. Kept her head in his car. Oh. And it's Mini Cooper. Right. People are horrified really horrified and he's already i mean dead at this point so they can't go and <laughs> so say the good fuck airs yeah yeah nothing can happen we find we end with erica who's still really upset and talking about the trauma of knowing what her sister went through i feel like she had a she has a lot of guilt because she was the one who was like i don't really like him and then pushed him off she had instincts and pushed him off on her sister. And her sister. Yeah, I feel and, like she feels yes. really bad. And oh, I feel for bad sure. And her, her dad. Her dad's a dumb fuck. So can you imagine you're in Perth and you're just having lunch with this friend and then you realize he's done. I mean, I guess you never know what anyone's past is if they don't ever, tell you. you and you couldn't Google any shit. Cut you know, anyone's really, head off. I don't think I've cut anyone's head off. Yikes. God. What a weird story. How Super weird. crazy you have to be. Um, And they were married like, I mean, two years, maybe less than two years. That's a lot of hatred for to kill someone. Just, I mean, let's be real. He was crazy. Knowing that he had been in an institution already before he was 18 and tried to kill his mom. He had. I demons. mean, there's some issues there, yes. right? So, like, yes. come on. He should have never been riding on a motorcycle in the U.S. anyway. And I'm sure he was not on medication. No. Hmm. I don't know. But. That sucks. It's still. Ch- it sure does <laughs> suck. 
I mean, really, get, I guess there I wasn't mean, even any co- talk of divorce in right. this case. And I have he a feeling she was not yelling about his tiny dick. I don't think so. Either. I think she just was like the sister believes cooking in her kitchen and he went up to her and shot her. Who knows? In one what, of his right, he could crazy have states, yeah. hearing voices or right. feeling threatened or paranoid state or whatever. Yeah. Where this is what you do. And then you realize, holy shit, I did this. Right. And that's why he kept her body because yeah. he felt bad. And he kept her head. Yes. The maggot head. Did he fuck the shit out of that head? No. Oh, oh my God, Sarah. I don't know. Didn't. What's his name and who's it's? No. Ted. Bundy fucked the shit out of heads. No. No. Ed Kemper fucked the shit out of heads. Who is Ed Kemper? That big tall bastard with the glasses. He's the sorority, the co-ed killer. What? He killed his mom and I think fucked the shit out of her neck. Stop it. Yes. And he fucked the shit out of heads. Stop it. Ted Bundy would put makeup on the heads and fuck the shit out of the heads. I'm looking. Ted Bundy fucked the shit out of heads. Yes. Let me see. If he would do their happened. hair and makeup like one of those goddamn Barbie heads that used to do hair and makeup. Smack them on the head. We didn't probably did smack That's on the head. That's all I'm getting here. Fuck the shit out of heads. Fuck the shit out of heads. That's what he told uh, on, before he died. That's what he said he did. Oh, my God. Ed Kemper for sure did. He admitted it. Don't, didn't you watch Man Killer on Netflix or whatever? Man Eater? I don't know what no, it is. I didn't watch that. That's good. Edmund Kemper. Ed Kemper. He's nine foot nine. He has glasses. Looks like a no. huge nerd. He's, he's a co-ed six killer. Six foot nine. Yeah. He's very smart. He killed his grandparents. He's a genius. IQ of one forty five. Yes, forty five. And that's why we have an FBI behavioral science unit. Uh, because he they interviewed too him. was in. He was in. A psychi- he was in a yes, psychiatric hole as a juvenile. He killed his grandma and grandpa. He murdered his paternal grandparents when he was 15, and then he convinced people to let him go when he was Because 21? he was so smart, he could play their system. Oh, my God. And then he killed his mom and fucked the shit out of her head. No, stop he it. it. Well, this might have to be a Patreon episode. I know. He's interesting. <gasps> he is interesting. Anyway, uh, on that pleasant note, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Michael telling one of the Vesties. Um, the other Vestie just died. The Vestie that was good friends with Queen Elizabeth and gave her like horse racing things. Oh, she died? I don't even know no, anything about Vestie. He died. He was the Vestie oh, who, like, you know how the corpse the the walking corpse of prince philip died then right after that another a vestie died who was really good friends with the queen but it wasn't Mm, she's having a lot of loss right now Uh uh-huh well her friends are all 110 i mean she's 99 yeah she's 93 i think oh (laughs) oh wait that was prince philip prince philip was 99 I still think she's going to marry like a hot ass 91 year old bitch who's just going to be ripped. Let's hope so. She's just going to tear it up in the royal bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) I can can see it now. His name's going to be Harold. Harold. And he's just going to 
just bring rock her the her heat. <laughs> rock that bitch's world. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth. Ish. Get it, girl. Anyway, All right. join our social media. If you like us, follow us. Join our Facebook group. You can see the socks, I guess. You can see the socks. You can see the contortionist yeah. singing about potato Good salad. Grief. Anyway, we appreciate you so much for listening. Thank and until you. next time, bye-bye. Bye.